Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Trundle Bed Tales' latest episode. Today, we are finishing up our short episodes that we're hoping to be uh, 10 minutes or a little later where we're trying out all of our different microphones. And today's episode is our final one of these. And this is back to the headset microphone that was having trouble last year. I think that was actually a problem with the other computer that I was using. So we're giving it one last chance before we get rid of the silly thing. Although I have to say that I think uh, the uh, radio style standalone mic that I had without the headphones was uh, probably my best, um, the one I like best of the ones I've used so far. But the headphones are still in the running. Now, what I've been doing for these is reading about 10 minutes of a Thornton Burgess book. I doubt this is going to be the first one of these you start with, so you should know that Thornton W. Burgess was a children's nature writer around the turn of the century, the 19th to 20th turn of the century. And he wrote uh, sort of uh, animal stories where the animals still do pretty much everything they did in the wild, but they also you know, wear little clothes and they talk to each other and they have names and all that kind of thing. So it's really, they're cute little stories. And I'm reading Mother Westwind's Children. Mother Westwind's Children are the merry little breezes that float all over the green meadows and the green forest by the shining brook. And uh, they know all the best stories. So this is the second one in that collection of stories. Uh, Why Reddy Fox Has No Friends. Now, this will be probably our last one of these for this time, but um, if people like them, we may go ahead and add another next year in time for the World Book events. Now, uh, what happened in the first part of the story, since normally uh, Burgess's books have a great little sort of uh, recap at the beginning of each story and ending at the end of each story but since i stopped in the middle to hit my 10 minute mark uh it doesn't have one so basically a lot of the most well-known most frequently described characters are and a couple that aren't so frequently described are having a big meal everybody was supposed to bring what they like best but there were several of the predators slash scavenger animals who were trying to get their idea on or get their hands on uh, some of the things other people brought, not just their share, but the whole thing. So uh, Reddy Fox is the first to make a move in this regard, and he has decided that nobody had invited Bobby Coon, and that's a raccoon. That's what people in the Midwest um, make or shorten raccoon to. So Bobby Coon has not been invited, and so they're looking to have uh, him come. No one had seen Bobby Coon 
Somehow, happy-go-lucky Bobby Coon had been overlooked when the invitations were sent out. I move, continued Reddy Fox, that because Billy Mink runs swiftly and because he knows where Bobby Coon usually is to be found, he be appointed a committee of one to find Bobby Coon and bring him to the feast. Now, nothing could have been less to the liking of Billy Mink. But there was nothing for him to do but to yield as gracefully as he could and go in search of Bobby Coon. No sooner had Billy Mink disappeared down the lone little path than Reddy Fox recalled a nest of grouse eggs he had seen that day under a big hemlock. And he proposed that insomuch as Jimmy Skunk had already wore stripes for having stolen a nest of eggs from Mrs. Grouse, he was just the one to go steal these eggs and bring them to add to the feast. Of course, there was nothing for Jimmy Skunk to do but to yield as gracefully as he could and go in search of the nest of eggs under the big hemlock. No sooner had Jimmy Skunk started off than Reddy Fox remembered a big, shining sucker Farmer Brown's boy had caught that afternoon and tossed among the rushes beside the smiling pool. Little Joe Otter listened, and his mouth watered and watered until he could sit still no longer. If you please, said Little Joe Otter, I'll run down to the smiling pool and get that sucker to add to the feast. No sooner was Little Joe Otter out of sight than Reddy Fox was reminded of a field of carrots on the other side of the green meadows. Now Peter Rabbit and Jumper the Hare were, were very fond of tender young carrots, and they volunteered to bring a supply for the feast. So away they hurried with big jumps down the little little path and out across the green meadows. No sooner had Peter Rabbit and Jumper the Hare fairly started than Reddy Fox began to tell of some luscious, sweet apples he had noticed under a wild apple tree a little way back on the hill. Now, Jerry Muskrat is quite fond of luscious, sweet apples as of freshwater clams, so quietly slipping away, he set out in quest of the wild apple tree a little way back on the hill. No sooner had Jerry Muskrat lost in the black shadows than Reddy Fox turned to speak to Shadow the Weasel. But Shadow the Weasel believes that a feast in the stomach is worth two banquets untasted, so while the others had been talking, he had been quietly sucking dry the three big eggs stolen by Jimmy Skunk from the old gray goose. And then, because he's so slim and so quick and so sly, he slipped away without anyone seeing him. So when Reddy Fox turned to Shadow the Weasel, he found himself alone, thought himself alone, and he smiled a wicked, selfish smile as he walked over to Billy Mink's duck. He was thinking how smart he had been to get rid of all the others and of how he would enjoy the feast all by himself. As Reddy Fox stooped to pick up Billy Mink's duck, a great shadow dropped softly, oh so softly, out of the lone pine down into the plump chicken. Then, without the teeniest, weensiest bit of noise, it floated back into the lone pine, and with it went the plump chicken. Reddy Fox, still with his wicked, selfish smile, trotted back with Billy Mink's duck, but he dropped it in sheer surprise when he discovered that his plump chicken had disappeared. Now, Reddy Fox is very suspicious, as people who are not honest themselves are very apt to be. So he left Billy Mink's duck where he dropped it and trotted very, very softly up the lone little path to try and catch the thief who had stolen his plump chicken. 
No sooner was his back turned than down out of the lone pine floated the great shadow. And when a minute later Reddy Fox returned, Billy Mink's duck had also disappeared. Reddy Fox could hardly believe his eyes. He didn't smile now. He was too angry and too frightened. Yes, Reddy Fox was frightened. He walked in a big circle around the place where the plump chicken and the duck had been. And the more he walked, the more specific, and the more he walked, the more suspicious he became. He wrinkled and wrinkled his little black nose in an effort to smell the intruder, but not a whiff could he get. All was as still and peaceful as it could be. Little Joe Otter's trout lay shining in the moonlight. The big head of cabbage lay just where Peter Rabbit and Jumper the Hare had left it. Reddy Fox rubbed his eyes to make sure he was not dreaming and that the plump chicken and the duck were not there, too. Just then, Bowser the Hound over at Farmer Brown's bayed at the moon. Oh, Reddy Fox always is nervous, and by this time he was so fidgety he couldn't stand still. And when Bowser the Hound bayed at Mistress Moon, Reddy Fox jumped a foot off the ground and whirled about in the direction of Farmer Brown's house. Then he remembered that Bowser the Hound was always chained up at night, so he had nothing to fear from him. After listening and looking a moment, Reddy Fox decided that all was safe. Well, he said to himself, I'll have that fat trout anyway, and he turned to get it. But that fat trout he had seen a minute before, shining in the moonlight, had also disappeared. Reddy Fox looked and looked until his eyes nearly popped out of his head. Then he did what all cowards do, ran home as fast as his legs could carry him. Now, of course, Billy Mink didn't find Bobby Coon. And when he came up the lone little path, he was very tired, very hungry, and very cross. And, of course, Jimmy Skunk failed to find the nest of Mrs. Grouse, and little Joe Otter could find no trace of the shining big sucker among the rushes beside the smiling pool. They were also very tired, very hungry, and very cross. When the three returned to the Lone Pine and found nothing but a big head of cabbage, which none of them liked, the empty eggshells of Old Gray Goose and Jerry Muskrat's clams, they straightway fell to accusing each other of having stolen the duck the fat trout, and the eggs, and began to quarrel dreadfully. Pretty soon, up came Peter Rabbit and Jumper the Hare, who had failed to find the tender young carrots. And up came Jerry Muskrat, who had found no luscious sweet apples. Where is Reddy Fox? asked Peter Rabbit. Sure enough, where was Reddy Fox? Billy Mink and Little Joe Otter and Jimmy Skunk stopped quarreling and looked at each other. Reddy Fox is the thief, they all cried together. Peter Rabbit and Jumper the Hare and Jerry Muskrat agreed that Reddy Fox must be the thief and had sent them all away on false errands that he might have the feast all to himself. So because there was nothing else to do, Billy Mink and Little Joe Otter, tired and hungry and angry, started for their homes besides the Laughing Brook. And Jimmy Skunk, who was tired and hungry and angry, started off up the crooked little path to look for some beetles. But Peter Rabbit and Jumper the Hare sat down to enjoy the big head of cabbage, while close beside them sat Jerry Muskrat, smacking his lips over his clams. They tasted so good. Mother Moon looked down and smiled and smiled, for she knew each had a clear conscience, for they had done no harm to anyone. And up in the thick top of the great pine, Hooty the Owl nodded sleepily, was very full of chicken and duck and trout. 
although he had not been invited to the party. And this is why Reddy Fox has no true friends in the Green Meadows. Now, if you uh, would be wanting to learn more stories, because as I say, uh, the Merry Little Breezes always have the best stories. Let me just tell you what the other titles are. But then we're going to uh, put Mr. Burgess away and do some other themed episodes. Uh, and be sure, if you listen to all these, please let me know which sounds best to you. Which microphone do you think I should be using? So after uh, Danny Meadow Mouse learns why his tail is so short and why Reddy Fox has no friends, which we read, there is <coughs> no cough button. Sorry. There is Reddy Fox, or why Peter Rabbit's ears are so long. Reddy Fox disobeys. Striped Chipmunk's pockets. Reddy Fox, the boaster. Johnny Chuck's secret. Johnny Chuck's great fight. Mr. Toad's old suit, Grandfather Frog gets even, the disappointed bush, why Bobby Coon washes his food, the merry little breezes have a busy day, why Hooty the Owl does not play on the green meadows, Danny the meadow, and Danny the Meadow Mouse learns to laugh. And with that, I'm going to encourage all of you to look up Burgess's stories. I think you'll really enjoy them. And I am about to uh, make a program set up, a reservation for our episode that I just lined up today. May 4th, we are going to be talking to Deb Reed of uh, Henry Ford, who's going to be talking about or, uh, agricultural history and Laura Ingalls Wilder. So I hope to hear you then. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 